Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets. No, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Each of us has a purpose. We are destined to do something meaningful. Not only to support our loved ones, but to positively impact our communities throughout the country. What do you think a private Christian education looks like? Grand Canyon University graduates 25,000 students yearly and offers more than 225 high-quality programs across nine colleges. Find your purpose at GCU. Visit gcu.edu. Beantown, what is up? You guys asked for it, and we are coming to you. Challenge Mania Live in Boston, Saturday, September 29th, live from Howl at the Moon. You didn't come for me, you came for D. So Derek will be there, and we will have special guests. We're not announcing any right now. Okay, fine, I'll announce one right now. We will be joined by Boston's own Cara Maria Sorbello. That's right, the Vendettas champ will be in the house, as will other special guests that are too be announced. For now, you can get tickets beginning Friday, August 10th at challengemania.boston. Challengemania.boston for tickets beginning this Friday, and that's where you can get all the info that I just gave you. Boston, we cannot wait to party with you on Saturday, September 29th, live from Howl at the Moon. Pre-show meet and greet begins at 2, and the live interactive stage show starts at 4. That's right, Beantown, we're finally coming. How you like them apples? What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by the Boston Stew Party. That's right. You heard right. We are coming to Beantown on Saturday, September 29th. We are doing Challenge Mania live, pre-show meet and greet, live interactive stage show from Howl at the Moon. Tickets go on sale tomorrow, August 10th. That is Friday. You can go to challengemania.boston for ticks. D, me, and Cara Maria, plus some additional guests to be announced. Do not wait. Tickets will be going fast. We cannot wait to hang out with you guys in Boston. All right. Now to the podcast. You guys didn't come for me. One of these days, I'm just going to be like, you guys came for me. But you didn't come for me. You came for D. On the line right now, I know some people didn't get my my cynicism and my sarcasm when talking about today's guest. But on the line right now, my co-host is a true, fully-fledged challenge legend, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, dude? Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. Um, well, I mean, you are. we do. You are. Well, whatever, whatever. I'll take I'll take it however you want. I, I still prefer to have a a devil's advocate, you know, shirt coming out at some point. Oh, we'll get a devil's Scott, advocate shirt you know, for you. And on, I, it, on the back, we will list every way you use the word, the term "devil's advocate," both appropriately and yeah. inappropriately. I think that's that's the the allure of it, the fun of it, is that you make devil's advocate work in any context. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I'm starving. Yeah, perfect. So, I mean, in case you wanted to like, let me just play devil's advocate in case like you wanted to, you know, learn how to eat like better or um, didn't want to starve yourself. Like there's healthier options and there's healthier ways look, to, look. to, 
Wait, did I go too far? Okay, no, anyway. I was just going to play devil's advocate. Maybe we should watch a movie with Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino instead. All right, guys, our guest yeah. on the line, we're going to get to him. Our guest on the line, I'll be honest with you, kind of forced his way on the show a little bit, but I'm glad he did because he's a really chill dude. Chuck Mowry, who just had an untimely exit along with his partner, Brittany Nicole, from The Final Reckoning. He's on Twitter at MTV Chuckaladon. We get to the bottom of what that Twitter account means and everything like that. We find out about his day job, why he's got him in scuba gear as his Twitter photo. We learn a lot about his backstory coming into the challenge and then all the drama that we saw play out over four weeks on the final reckoning. Um, yeah. The reason I called D a legend here is I was, you know, when I queued up that he was coming on the show and I put it out there for questions, I kind of in tongue in cheek fashion said challenge legend Chuck Mowry or challenge legend at MTV Chuckaladon. Now, this is the same joke I've kind of made on the show before. We had Rogan O'Connor on the show. A lot of you guys were hesitant and, and wondered why we were having a guy on the show who didn't even make it off the rock of Gibraltar and had literally only partaken in one half an episode of the challenge on the podcast. And we get it. We do a challenge podcast. We have legends like Katie Cooley and Mark Long and The Miz on this show. So it's a little bit different when we have someone who's only been on one episode, two episodes, we had Paulie on before he was even on one episode. So my calling him a challenge legend was just kind of an ode to the fact that, yes, I'm aware he hasn't done much on the challenge, but he's really been in the news a lot lately. And a lot of people on social media were clamoring to get his side of some of the things that happened on the show, off the show, before he even got cast for the challenge in between Are You The One and The Final Reckoning, some of his relationship stuff. So we made it happen. You ask and you shall receive. And, uh, you know, we really dug the guy. What do you think? The, I thought he was, I think he's a, a great guest. They're going to really like this podcast. Uh, yes. Um, and we found out that not only he is, a, he, he is a record holder. He is a challenge record holder. Um, it's just not quite in, in well, the let fashion. Me, let me play it, devil's it, advocate D. I don't think you should tell him now. I think we should save that for the podcast. Okay, perfect. And then it and, and it does feel a little love liney at the beginning. I'll, I'll be honest. I feel like it's where, you know, it's nighttime right now. And you headset on and like, I'm getting ready to break down like all the, you know, the love triangle and kind of figure out, you know, where the, where the diseases came from. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Joking. Um, okay. Okay. Joking. But you know, Chuck is a good friend of Devin who we talk about quite a bit on this show and you can get Devin merchandise in the challenge mania shop over at challenge mania.shop. That's right. Devin let's go t-shirts. We've got Kayla. I can do it stuff. We got Jemmy who also comes up in this episode because she was in the redemption house with Chuck and Brittany. If you want to go to gem class, we have shady Shane throwing shade stuff. The aforementioned Paulie, who clearly got involved as well, starting some drama, but he's still here. He's still in the Redemption House, and you can get that shirt over at challengemania.shop. Don't forget about the godfather, Mark Long, though. You can still get your Mark Long gear over there. You can still get Team Cara gear over there, and we have some new Cara gear that's going to be launching soon, D. You don't even know about that, son, but uh, Cara uh. will be our guest at Challenge Mania Live Boston Saturday, September 29th. That's right. Officially announced today. Tickets on sale tomorrow. We are coming to Baintown. That's right, bro. Do you have like a, a Red Sox jersey or a Celtics jersey you can wear? Um, my son is so big now. I may be able to fit in his uh, Kyrie Irving. Oh, but he's not there anymore, is he? Wait, Kyrie wait Irving is on the Celtics. Uh, yes, he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That was Isaiah Thomas that left and left again and then left again. Yeah, dude. I could probably fit in my son's. Man, uh, if you've been Kyrie buying Irving Isaiah Thomas, if you've been buying Isaiah Thomas jerseys for the last like 18 months, you've probably spent like 250. dollars The guy went from nah, the nah, Celtics nah, to the Cavs to the Lakers. Nah. Now he's on the Suns. Yeah. Well, where is he? I don't is even he know. on the Suns now? I, I don't know where he is. I literally yeah. don't know what team he's on. 
Yeah, I, you know he's on the he's like on the Hawks for a one year deal. Honestly, I think he should just go to the Pistons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just bring it back full circle. Original Isaiah Thomas was on the Pistons. Bring take, go to the I Pistons. Like you know what I mean? Cut full yeah, yeah. circle. Okay. All right, enough about all these other teams. You're right, dude. Listen, Boston, dude. I I I love like I'm, I'm a Chicago guy, but I feel like me and like the Boston Boston people for so many years have gotten along on like the same level. I I feel like we get a. I th- feel like me and the the Bostonians would do get along and have gotten along over the years. And like I just I feel like I I feel comfortable like going there. You know. There was a time where I, I did go into a bar and I thought that everybody wanted to fight me. I, I really did. Like every guy looked at me like they wanted to fight me. And I was like, oh, fuck. And somehow I made it out of there, you know, unscathed. Um, so therefore, I felt like, you know, I kind of had like my 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 reckoning. You know what I mean? Like I kind of got my, my, my beat down in. But it was more of like an emotional beat down. Like, can you like withstand us, you know, badass motherfuckers? Excuse me, right. badass mofo. Bad, you know, like they're just that badass is just like just just sits in there. You know, I, what I mean, just, just I can just picture John Callahan sitting there listening to this, getting worked up right now. I feel like you could have played the 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 Casey Affleck part in Goodwill Hunting. Like they got that group of guys they get into fight at, fights at bars. You're not Ben Affleck. You're not. You're obviously you're not working at Harvard and doing math problems like Will Hunting, Matt Damon. But you're like the fourth or the fifth lead in the group. The guy who starts all the fights. I, I have you seen that movie? Yeah, I've been in the fighter too, and I, I've been I in the that. fighter too. Have you seen the Oscar-nominated film? Good yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Right. So, so here's the deal couple more shows to tell you guys about in chronological order. September 22nd, we're in the Los Angeles area, Orange County, California, in Brea at the Brea Improv. You can get those tickets at challengemania.live. Our guests so far, Susie Meister, Sarah Rice, and we will have a new guest announcement very soon, possibly next week, if not the following week. But do not wait. Dare we call her a legend? Dare we call her a legend? Oh, no, she is a bona fide legend, and now they know she's a woman, so we'll take 50% of the talent pool off the table. But I let you know right now, we have another great guest to announce and the meet and greet tickets are almost all gone for that show the next show the following week i mentioned it before saturday september 29th howl at the moon in boston that's right we're doing a challenge mania live at the howl at the moon it's going to be awesome pre-show meet and greet live stage show same deal as always just not at a comedy club derek myself Carl maria who knows who else tickets for that are not on sale at the moment if you're listening to this on thursday like i know a lot of you guys do they go on sale tomorrow. That's August 10th, 12 p.m. Go to challengemania.boston for ticks. All right. Last but not least, October. I know it feels like a million miles away from now, but I'm telling you, we're running out of meet and greet tickets for this show as well. The nation's capital, Washington, D.C. We are coming to you for Challenge Mania Live D.C. Saturday, October 13th. Get tickets for that at challengemaniadc.com. No guests announced yet for that, but again, do not wait. All right, had to get that all out of the way. I want to get to Chuck. I just got one thing I got to tell people about, D. So D and I applied to bring a panel to South by Southwest. South by Southwest is this multimedia conference slash festival down in Austin, Texas at the beginning of next year. It's the beginning of every year. They have a music part. They have a film part. They have a technology part. And we pitched them a panel called Reality TV Mania that will basically talk about you guys. The fact that you guys love these shows so much, not just the challenge, but every reality show so much that you're going home, you're thinking about them, you're following them on social media, you're going on the message boards, you're listening to the podcast and talking about these things the same way that you talk about things like wrestling and sports and comedy 
comic books and all these other mediums where people know there are fanatics and maniacs. Well, we want to bring to the public that there are maniacs for reality TV and the challenge as well. So to help vote and get our panel accepted into South by, just go to shotofjaeger.com. Just like my, I set up a hyperlink, it'll take you right to the panel picker. And all you got to do is click on the top left part of the... Uh, uh, the button on the top left will reveal the voting options. I think you might have to register and you vote to send our panel up to the top of the voting queue and you pick for Reality TV Mania to be accepted into South By. And here's what I'll promise you guys. Austin, Texas, I know you guys are clamoring for some Challenge Mania in your life. If we get accepted and come down to Austin next year for South By, D and I will do whenever it falls. If it falls on a weekend, we will do a Challenge Mania live. If it falls during a Tuesday when the Challenge is playing, we'll do a viewing party. We will do something down there in coordination with this. Go to shotofjaeger.com just like my Twitter account, S-H-O-T-O-F-Y-A-G-E-R.com. And that's how you can vote and help us with that. D, you got anything else before we get to Chuck? No. Hey, shout out to the page for, uh, thanks for the big boost last week. And um, oh hopefully we'll God. have something masterful. Hopefully we'll how have something masterful. Well, so here's the deal. Everyone knows that our Patreon, we do episode recaps, but we've, we've kind of reworked that a little bit. There's a lot of trial and error here with the Patreon, with the podcast in general. We want to see what sticks. And Dee and I were doing these episode recaps where we would just call each other late at night after the episode and we'd just kind of shoot the shit about it. But last week there was so much going on on Twitter with the feuds, with the episode, with the poly stuff. We took some questions from our patrons. So starting this week, we are going to take questions, not just on the Patreon, but on Twitter, on Facebook. Hashtag Ask Me and D. You can ask us anything about this week's episode, so the episode we just saw on Tuesday, anything we've seen leading up to this point, and anything in general with the challenge news, with the challenge stew. And we go uncensored, balls to the wall. If you think we're conservative on the show and we worry about offending people, we do not do that over at the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash challenge mania. We have one, at least one bonus episode a week where we break down the entire challenge world and the challenge episode of the week and now you guys can ask questions that we will answer on that show please ask us on twitter ask us on facebook so people can see the questions that we're probably going to answer on the next patreon show and you're right dude you thought i announced a lot of new patrons last episode i got to announce some new ones as well you ready this guy thinks he's funny he uh i believe this is a joke but i'll say it anyway because i'm pretty sure that's why they went with it first up mike ock bridget baumberger carter lost Amber Argentine, Christina Wallen, Ashley, Jennifer Haight, Caleb C., Carlos Watson, Tanya Andreas, Brandon, Raekwon Bennett, Ashton Presley, Lindsey Bishop, Kelly E. Dirigi, Vanessa Gonzalez, Nicole Defoe, Jennifer Zulik, Tawny Robinson, Callie Hillenthrom, Omar Garza, MKE, Megan Hayden, Renee Bartolone, Alex, Nicholas D'Esposito, Lori Cowan, Matt Reed, and Johnny Rice, and that is only since Monday. <laughs> I'll take a beat so you can just take that in. That's only since yeah. Monday. Welcome to the team. Wow. We really appreciate wow. you guys. And we promise we will do what we can to make you feel appreciated as patrons. Just so everyone knows, you're listening to this show for free on iTunes. We're trying to bring you guys two free podcasts a week here on iTunes. And the reason we're able to do that while keeping the lights on is because of the patrons. So if you know a patron, pat them on the back, buy them a cheeseburger, buy them a latte, thank them because they're, they're making this happen for you. Yeah, we're not doing it without you, that's for sure. All right, dude. I know Davon's listening. She's proud of this guy for coming on our show. 
I really like this guy. I think uh, I think maybe this guy doesn't get a fair shake. Chuck Mowry at MTV Chuckaladon on Twitter. Let him know if you heard him on the show. I'm at Shot of Jaeger on Twitter, at Scott of Jaeger on Instagram. He's at Derek MTV on all platforms. You can get us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Challenge Mania. And we just told you about the Patreon. Guys, if you live in D.C., California, or Boston, check us out, Challenge Mania Live. We can't wait to come meet you. All right, let's do this. Want to get to Chuck? Let's, go, let's dive into Shark Tank. Let's go. What's up, Challenge Maniacs? Just want to tell you about some really awesome additions that Derek and I have made to the Challenge Mania shop. No way. Derek is my favorite. Tell me you saw his battle with Jaws. All you have to do is go to challengemania.shop and check out all our new gear. Maniacs come in all sizes. We have tons of new designs for you to show your love for challengers like Jemmy. Can I have a gem class hoodie? Devin. Let's go. Polly. Who's this Polly guy? I've never heard of him. Shane. I don't know why, but I do not trust him. And our newest design, Kayla. I don't care what anybody says about Kayla. She's my favorite. Go to challengemania.shop and you can represent the podcast and your favorite cast members today. I don't know what a podcast is, but I want it. I think Devin said it best. Let's go. Challenge accepted. On the line right now, I joke that he is a challenge legend. Obviously, I was being facetious. He's only been on one season of the show, albeit for two episodes. But he is apparently, I might be talking out of school here, but some people wrote in that you're a longtime challenge viewer. You are an Are You the One legend. I think it's safe to say that. And like it or not, you have been on the tip of everybody's tongue for the last week or two here due to your involvement in this whole Britney, Chuck, Brad, love triangle, whatever you want to call it. Mr. Chuck Mowry is here. What's up, dude? How we doing? How we doing? Yeah, you uh, you labeled me the legend, and uh, I don't think that a lot of people caught on to the the you know sarcasm there. But I think that you just kind of gave me something to live up to now. So you know, put me back in, coach, and I'll live up to it. Whoa! Hey, well, what about the chuckleadon? What is that? Um, so that's uh, an homage to uh, sharks, I guess. So my job is uh, swimming with sharks every day, and no. uh, so it's like Chuck Megalodon, Chuckleadon. What's no funny? Shit. What's funny no is that, shit. like, unless you're a weekly or not weekly, but a yearly Shark Week viewer, like megalodon isn't necessarily like a word that everybody knows. It's not a household term. But there's a movie coming out literally this week called The Meg, short for megalodon, and they say that in the trailer. I think Jason Statham is like, "Oh my God, it's a megalodon," you know, like Rogan O'Connor. So now it's funny. Your screen name when someone mentioned that this week to me, I was like, "Oh, now your screen name, your Twitter handle." That's what it is. This whole time I was reading it like it was something else and yeah. uh, it makes perfect sense now because you're a scuba instructor right i am i am yeah and uh i kind of realized you know thinking back on it i was like maybe that's not quite as on the nose as i thought it was gonna be chocolate on a lot of people everyone's like what is chocolodeon is that like a is it like a nickelodeon thing or I'm saying, nope, nope, nope. Talking about a Meg. Talking about a Megalodon. Could it, it could have been like a Megatron. It could have been like a Megatron or like a like a Chuckleathon or something <laughs> like that. Um, hey, by the way, hey man, nice to meet you. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. This is Derek. Um, yeah. So, um, so can you give us a little bit more about like li- like living with sharks? I know you said swimming with sharks, but it definitely sounds like living with sharks. Yeah. And um, you know, like what's that? What's that all about? Like where, who, what, how, when, and 
what the fuck is that all about? Yeah. Well, first off, Derek, really cool to meet you. Been a big fan for a long time. Um, that uh, that duel between you and Joss last season was just epic. So really kind of, you know, cool to be talking to you right now. So that's cool. Um, Thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, uh, I was a scuba diving instructor. I am a scuba diving instructor for about five years now. I was living in Hawaii for a long time. And, um, you know, I kind of found my love for sharks back then. Um, I would take my students out um, to this uh, little dive site. Uh, where we would always find tiger sharks and uh it was just you know intense magical i guess a lot of people kind of look at me weird because anytime a tiger shark would come around you could kind of feel them in the water before you would see them you could kind of feel their presence um and so i was just like man you know these are these are awesome creatures i want to get to learn i want to learn more you know and then uh, i found myself in atlanta and the Georgia Aquarium is in Atlanta, which is the second largest aquarium in the entire world. The only place that houses whale sharks outside of Asia. Um, and uh, so I just kind of put my hat in the ring. And what I get to do virtually every day is take guests diving with not only whale sharks, but full-grown manta rays, wabigong sharks, zebra sharks, sandbar sharks, and black tip sharks. And so I'm just kind of surrounded by them all the time. I have like a collection of shark teeth that I find on a regular. Um, and so it's just, it's really cool just to kind of, you know, be around them, realize, you know, that they're not monsters. They're not these, you know, this scary Hollywood creature that, you know, everyone kind of thinks that they are. I mean, there's a, a literal statistic that vending machines kill more people than sharks do every year. Like, no. I, I, I'll be honest with you. Every, every statistic that is sort of being like, you know, more people die from car accidents than airplane crashes or more people die from this and this. I'm just like, yeah, that's fine. I'm still scared shitless of the other thing. <laughs> yeah. um, what's funny, coincidentally, I showed my, my nine-year-old nephew was here visiting last week and I showed him Jaws for the first time. My wife uh -huh. hadn't seen it either. We watched it. And you mentioned a tiger shark. Just a quick tangent. There's this moment in Jaws where they catch the first shark that everyone thinks is the great white that's Jaws, but the shark experts are like, no, this is a tiger shark. And for some reason, there's this awkward moment where this, he goes, it's a tiger shark. And this weird guy just goes, a what? And that's like, <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I see the movie. I have no idea why that part is in there. And next time you watch Jaws, you will notice it and you'll be like, Jaeger, you got me again. All right. So people are wondering why this, uh, this interview has started with sharks because none of them ever had, have, have done that before. However, yeah, and, shark, will, and shark week was like two weeks ago. So I where will, you are a little late. I will bring the sharks back around because it comes into play with <laughs> the minor Twitter feud that you got into recently. But what I'd like to do is break this interview up into two parts because, you know, what's funny is that we recently had Brittany on because, and obviously this comes into play with you, and that interview ended up mainly being 90%, maybe 70% about being on Final Reckoning with you and with Brad and the fallout and obviously her just announcing their breakup and kind of like 20, 30% other stuff. With you, because we, have, we had had her on the show before, so we got her mm -hmm. casting story, all that stuff out there. You know, I want to get that stuff from you. So what I'd love to do is, Let's get all the Britney stuff out of the way, the Final Reckoning stuff out of the way at the top half of this interview. And then we got a ton of questions about, you know, you mentioned being a fan of Derek's before. I, you know, some people had written in that you were a Challenge fan and been looking forward to get on the show for a while. I'd love to hear about your history as a Challenge fan, how you got on Are You The One. You're from this all-time great Challenge draft class as part of Are You The One Season, season three. 3. So so we'll get to all that. But right yeah, off the bat, about that. right off I the bat, that stuff. let's get out of the way. Let D, sure. we have to yeah. get out of the way the elephant 
elephant in the room because what's funny is how we got connected this week was we announced we were having Brittany on the show and I think you even tweeted in and we're yeah. like, oh boy, we're going to have one side of the story again. And, yeah. you know, kind of as this thing is played out on screen with Davon and a little bit of them kind of joking about Brittany and the stuff on screen with you guys and your initial relationship, a lot has been said about only getting one side of the story. A lot was obviously edited out for time and for whatever reason yeah. from the show. So I think people hold Derek and I responsible for getting the full story from you, or at least what you want to tell us about your initial relationship with Brittany, how that dissolved, and then how that kind of played out on screen and everything we've seen up until this week with everything obviously playing out on our last podcast episode with Brittany and Brad um, deciding to part ways as well. So does that work out for you? Can we, can we start there and then hopefully put, the, put a bow on that, Wes, and then, uh, and then move on? Absolutely. Let's get all that out of the way and move on. It's just like this whole story, our whole narrative. I just want to, you know, put the nail in the coffin and get it over with. Awesome. So Jada wrote in and she said, we want to hear his side of the story. Tell him, do not hold back. And she added, um, Davon said he has a lot of dirt on Brittany that didn't make air that we want to hear. So what say you to that? Well, um, basically, let me just start off by saying, she definitely has her own narrative about the way things went down. Um, our relationship had been on the rocks for a very long time. Um, obviously, Brittany and I, we met on Are You The One. Uh, that's, you know, public knowledge. Um, and then... After How long the ago sh- was that? How long ago was that? Um, probably about three and a half years now. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, so the show aired in September... And she moved out, I think, a month or two before that, so like in August or so. And we had to keep everything under wraps because, you know, we couldn't post anything about us being together. Um, and so once we finally started airing, we started, you know, posting like, hey, we, you know, we're a couple. And So you guys, so- for people who didn't watch the show, just catch everyone up. Because admittedly, unfortunately, I was one of those old school challenge, real world road rules guys who didn't give Ari the one a chance back when you were yeah. on. And I've, I'm since going back and catching up on your season. But, you know, for those who don't know, the format is you go there, 10 girls, 10 guys. You all have a match that was sort of decided beforehand. And if you guys, by the end of it, figure out who your, ma- your match was, you win money and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, chaos and romance ensues along the way. Was Brittany your match? Did you guys start a relationship on the show? How did that play out for people who didn't watch it? Did you guys test the waters with other chicks? Or you <laughs> yeah. guys? You know? Well, let me... Let me, let me was uh, it a slobber knocker fest, the yeah, way it, was, it usually it looks was, like? It was crazy, <laughs> man. I mean, the best way that I like to describe the Are You The One House is just like, you know, a frat party in prison kind of thing. It was just crazy. The first night I was there, my to be found out later perfect match and another girl offered me a threesome and i was just like what the fuck you know i'm not going to do that on national television and who are these people just for the people keeping track at home melanie melanie who was my perfect match and then uh, rashida rashida who is actually she did a show with devin um i forget what it was called where they went to australia or second chances yeah she did a second chances show with devin um and uh, so i just denied that and then uh, uh I went for the hottest girl, in that, which was not Brittany. It was this girl named Hannah. Um, and uh, then, you know, we kind of played back and forth for about a week and a half, maybe two weeks or so. We found out that we weren't a perfect match. Um, and so then I kind of did a shitty move and kind of, I guess, you know, quote unquote, as far as already the one um, relationships go, cheated on her with Brittany. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
<laughs> real good start. And, uh, but then Brittany and I basically did the same thing a week or so down and we found out that we weren't a perfect match and I had kind of just like given up. And so I was just now, not to cut you off, but how, the, so for the layman's, the people who don't necessarily watch the show or do kind of background research on the show, how does it get explained to you either in the casting process or after the fact how they decide who your match is? Is it like a scientific thing that's proven? Do they bring in experts or is it just a couple producers with a whiteboard in the back of the Buna Murray offices saying, uh, I think him and her would look good together on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they play it off. Like they go through a 10,000 different women to try and find your perfect match, but that's in all reality, not the case. Um, you know, they, they bring on 10 hot girls, 10 hot guys that aren't entirely crazy, you know, and then they just kind of like pair up what they think is going to make for a good show. I think, um, my, my perfect match, Melanie, I just was the furthest thing from that. I think, you know, she's a super cool girl, very competitive, really into fitness, but just, I don't know, very intense. And we just kind of vibe on two different, you know, energy levels. Um, so, you know, and it, this wasn't even Boone and Murray. This was, um, uh, Lighthearted. This is a lighthearted. Oh, it's, it's a different. Oh, it's a different company entirely. Yeah, we can talk about them break secrets because they even have the secret sauce. Right, hey, right. so I got a, I got a real layman's term questions here, Scott. Um, so how many chicks did you actually make out with, like on that season, from that season, or before you actually got the Britney? Dude, it was it was bad. I mean, I I didn't really have a game plan going in there, so I just did what I could, and I think that I mean at least four, you know. Let, let, well, let me let me ask you another question. How like what's the record? Like what's the record in that in may, that season or any season you've heard of of like of like you know, how many makeout partners somebody actually had, you, you know, know during their time. There's got to be a record. Someone's got to have it. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure someone's like holds the heavyweight belt for that, but it's not me. I don't think, well, I was, I was definitely making waves as when three seasons were only, you know, being shot. I think now that there's been a lot of fuck boys on there, I can't even hold a light to some of these guys. Thank God. Um, well, I would imagine. Well, I would imagine like if you're looking for your perfect match, like you're gonna test the waters like a couple times. Like four would right. almost sound like average. Right, right. You, you got to know. There's got to be that physical attraction. You know, you got to you got to know whether or not you want to put a baby in her someday. You got to test those waters, I guess. Yeah. So how wow. does it get? How does it get? You mentioned you and Brittany uh, had something that started on the show. How did it? Did you guys end together on the show? Um, how did that play out as far as your team or your cast winning or, or losing the season? And then you mentioned you and Brittany, Brittany ended up moving out after the show, but you guys had to keep it under wraps. So talk about kind of, you know, put a bow on that season and how it kind of, you know, turned into a full fledged relationship between you guys after the fact. Yeah. Uh, about six or seven week or seven episodes into it, we kind of were just lost. And then Brittany and I decided to keep dating each other on the show and just try and, you know, play the game and figure out who was going to be our perfect matches. And by wow. the very last episode, we figured it out. We finally did. And wow. we won, we won $750,000 split between 20 people. Um, and then, uh, I guess Brittany and I had like a, we still have felt very strong attraction to each other after that. So we decided to keep the relationship going and we had, uh, her move out to Hawaii after that and, um, try and pursue a real relationship outside of the house. Um, it was very different, you know, it's, it's totally different than when you're living in a, in a 
MTV house with, you know, 19 other crazy fucking people and free alcohol where you don't have a job, you don't have any real responsibilities. Uh, and that was something that was kind of, you know, uh, different for me to kind of look at a relationship on, on, on under a different microscope, I guess, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so, so you went ahead and had like this like secret relationship with Brittany while mm-hmm. Hannah was your perfect match, or was nope. it like no, nope. like not so secret? We actually uh-huh. it was actually uh, I made an episode I think, but um, we got caught in the backyard, you know, um, in our birthday suits. I guess you could say uh, a couple times, and, and she was Hannah was pissed. Uh, after that, it was over. You know? So how does the rules work for, for again, and I feel bad for the, the eight people who are listening who know all the rules like the back of their hand of the show, <laughs> but like if $750,000 is on the line for you guys to be perfectly aligned with your matches, is it just acknowledging, I know Hannah's my match, hey, we put both of our hands on some sort of button together, or do you guys have to like sort of vow to be together because like doesn't then getting caught in the backyard with Brittany negate that and thus make you ineligible to win the money, or is it is it less complicated than that? It's much less complicated than that. And the, the hardest part was about who figuring who out who was going to be a perfect match all came down to challenges, you know? So we had to do actual challenges on the show. And if um, one guy won a challenge or a girl won a challenge, they got to pick their date and they would go on a date. And then out of the top three guys who won that challenge or top three women and their couples, the rest of the house would get to vote them into what they called the truth booth. And if once they went into the truth booth, they put their hands on this, you know, little scanner thing. And um, then it comes up whether or not they are a perfect match. Um, So I did that with Hannah and I did that with Brittany and both of which were not perfect matches. And so at that point, you know, it got real, real tough. And so everyone's just trying to like trying to figure it out because we only have, you know, probably two or three more truth booths left. And so we're starting to use. Um, the matchup ceremonies, which happens at the end of every episode where we sit down and you, you have to sit down with your perfect match. And then basically the host tells you whether you got it right or whether you got it wrong. And then, so then if you got it, they'll tell you how many you got right. So if you say you got seven matches, right, you have to send back in the house and try and figure out which three matches weren't right. And not to mention the stuff that's behind closed doors. They don't give you paper or pens or, you know, pencils or anything to write down who the matches were, who the matches are, who the matches could be. It all came down to fucking Devin, the, you know, brilliant idiot savant that he is. (laughs) Solo cups. And we finally figured it out by the last episode. So what, explain that. So again, and again, I apologize to anyone who knows all this, but this is just mind boggling to me because I know obviously there's something with the show because it's going on whatever season seven or eight people love it. You guys have literally fueled the last eight years of the, of the casting pool of the challenge. So they're doing something right. But when you hear it explained without like a visual, it kind of sounds a bit ridiculous. So, so tell us like, so what did Devin do to save the day here? Yeah, it kind of, so basically what he, his plan was is for all of us to kind of re mimic all of our match ceremonies. So we had, you know, I think nine before then. And so we went through and then we found, you know, uh, we knew one perfect match. And so kind of basing it off of that, having people sit with the other people who they had sat with, knowing how many lights we had for each ceremony. Man, just saying this out loud sounds fucking ridiculous. <laughs> well, you know what it yeah, sounds so, like? It sounds so like a nightmare. It sounds like when they conceived this and they pictured people actually falling in love. That, Scott. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. So I think he's actually fallen asleep telling you the, the, how this puzzle actually came to be. So basically, make a long yeah, get, story short, what he's, telling, yeah. what, he's ta- what he's telling you is that Devin, instead of them guessing and playing the guessing game, they came down to the end and Devin put the puzzle together by basically, uh, you know, saying, you know, going all the way back and being like, well, who do we go? Who, which which couple do we go wrong with here? Which couple do we go wrong with there? So if these two are wrong and these two are wrong and those are wrong, then that, that must mean that these two are probably right. Got okay. It, because yeah. we haven't tried this match and we haven't tried this match. Yeah, so, um, yeah, right. It so, came down to two match, two groups or two couples who we weren't sure. And we kind of just threw a hail Mary, um, and we got it right. So fast yeah, forward, you and Brittany, you're asking a guy, yeah. you're asking a guy that likes to play with sharks about a puzzle that <laughs> right. they put together fucking four Look, years ago, bro. You got a guy Come who plays on, with Scott. sharks talking to a guy who just did a fantasy draft of action figures on Instagram, talking to a guy who's wearing a wrestling t-shirt. So we all, we're all, we're all in the same boat here. So <laughs> let's on, move no, to no, you no, and you, Brittany. No, that, that is absolutely wrong. Okay. I did an Instagram live doing a fantasy action, action figure draft with my son who is nine years old. My my friend. Okay. That's how it went down today. All right. Yeah, that actually sounds a lot more fun than either one. I'm not going to It lie. was fucking awesome, bro. And like, and I kept on referencing, referencing, like, you know, how would this guy compare, you know, which challenger compares, uh, you know, to fucking Colossus and Wolverine and Bane and shit. You know what nice. I mean? That's, that's dude. That's the road I went down earlier today. Scott and Chuck, Chuck Liddell, <laughs> Chuck Liddell. Chuck actually, Liddell. And, All right. Yeah. yeah and actually, Chuck, my my son was asking me. He goes, he asked someone the other day. He goes, "Did you believe in the Meg? Does the Meg currently exist? Absolutely not. Uh-huh. I would be so fucking stoked if it did. But uh-huh. did it exist? One thousand percent, it did. But wow. that was eleven million years ago, or something I'm gonna tell him. like that. I'm gonna tell him that. So, do you work in a zoo or uh, aquarium? Aqu- oh, aquarium. Okay, cool. So, what's that? The Georgia. The Georgia, the Georgia Aquarium. Yep. The Georgia Aquarium. So if like there's people listening at home right now that are you know thoroughly in love with Chuck, you can check him out and go fucking scuba dive with him at yep. the Georgia Aquarium. And you don't even sharks. actually have to be scuba certified. I can take you swimming too, and sometimes the whale sharks will touch you. There's also Dude. a live feed you can watch us dive on. That's, That's a good sick. time for me to mention the sponsor for this episode, The Meg, in theaters this Friday, starring Rain Wilson and Jason Statham. I'm just kidding. But let's get back to Britain. I was like, oh, shit. Let, let's get back. No, it's, it's Ting Mobile. He's kidding, but he's not kidding. He's kidding, but he's not kidding. Because <laughs> uh, The Meg is coming out, right? No, go see Black Klansman, the new Spike Lee movie, if it's playing in your uh, town. But anyway, talk about Britney. So you guys moved to Hawaii together, which I'm going to – I'm moving in together is one thing. Moving to an island 11 hours from the nearest mainland, even yeah. bigger step. So, so tell us how that went. And then how it went south and why so many people are confused about that and why it seems to be this Shakespearean tragedy that everyone wants to know who's being honest about. Cause and, I, I'm missing and, something too here. And, and how did it, how did it deal with or tie in to the dirty 30? Because I believe that's the next show she went on without you, right? Like, I mean, it's a long time, dude. She was gone for a long time. Yeah. There was a lot that happened, man. And I mean, humanity happens. And so, uh, she got to Hawaii and, you know, we went through the honeymoon phase. Everything was great. And then real life set in, you know, the show's over. It's time to get back to real life. You got to start working jobs. You got to pay the bills. Um, and I mean, we just didn't want to splurge all of that money that we just made right away. You know, we need to save up and do the adult thing. But I just, I, her and I have very different personalities and I, my, my head and my life are full of goals and, and achievements that I set out and work every day towards Brittany's life is not that. It's quite the opposite, actually. 
she's a hundred percent content sitting on the couch, smoking blunts, watching, you know, her favorite TV <laughs> show every day. And that's fine. That's totally fine. That's fine. That's not for me. But, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't beg and plead with her enough to get a job. I found her two different jobs and she just couldn't even be bothered to go. And so, I mean, that just started to kind of snowball. To be um, fair, she did make her podcast appearance this Sunday from her current job. So she has a job now, just so you know, just to let the record show. We heard the phones ringing in the background. So just wow. to throw that out there. Yeah. And I she has thoroughly surprised. And she has done a couple challenges in the right. past couple of years or so. That's a job. Right. Not to take yeah. anything away. Yeah. Anyway, right. I just no, wanted I to throw that. that out there. But go ahead. That. Keep but going. I mean, like, a, like a, you know, but at the same time. Like, what kind of goals are those? You know, she doesn't have any kind of, you know, long-term <laughs> goal. Oh, hey, man, I'm just, whatever. Okay, so. Yeah, uh, yeah. It she, sounds uh, worse when you when you villainously yeah, giggle yeah, along yeah, with it, uh, Derek. Yeah. So just oh, to yeah, let you know. No, so. I'm just, I, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yes, yes. So anyway, um, things are starting to go south. Um I'm working towards, you know, and how long is this? You guys are together for how long? Cause you're condensing this obviously, but how long were you guys start to finish together? So start to finish was about two years. Wow. Um, but before that happened, we kind of just, she decided that she hated the islands. Um, she didn't want to live there anymore. She hated Hawaii. She couldn't find a job. None of the people there were cool enough for her. There was nothing going on. She wanted to go back home. And I, I was thought like, she was from Hawaii. She's not from Hawaii. <sighs> she is from a military family who spent some time on North Shore, uh, Oahu, the Northern Island, Main Island. Um, and where were you guys been, living? We were on the Big Island, the furthest Southern Island. Got so it. the population is incredibly different. The um, culture is incredibly different. You know, the lifestyle is very, very different, especially when you're dating a dive instructor who lives in board shorts and drives a moped around. Like, that was all I did, you know? Damn. Gym, moped, dive. That's all I was doing. Uh, Sick. And I, was, I enjoyed it. I loved it. But she just hated it. And obviously that doesn't help us and does not help me in the situation. So she decided she was going to go back to Georgia. And she said, you know, maybe we can move to Atlanta. And at this time I had just been signed um, at, with a modeling contract that wasn't really working out. And they, they kept telling me, you need to go to L.A., you need to go to New York so you can get you know more work. And I was just like, well, fuck, I don't really want to make that move. I can't dive out there. Um, and so she said, well, maybe we can move to Atlanta. I was like, what the fuck's in Atlanta? I did some research. Atlanta, there's a lot going on. Well, so at the same time, I was just like, I don't know if I want to continue this relationship, especially if, with me moving now to a different city. Uh, so I said, you go back to Augusta, which is just um, east of Atlanta, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to travel around for a little bit. I'm going to find my head. So for the next six weeks, I traveled around America, and I met up with Devin in Massachusetts. I went to New Mexico and got a tattoo. I went to Florida. I went to um, Vermont. And I just, like, you know, visited some friends, kind of found, you know, center again, you know, just was at peace a little bit and met back up with Brittany. And we decided that we wanted to give this thing another shot. Um, and so we moved into a place in Atlanta um, and we got a dog. Uh, and so I was like, oh, okay, this is going great so far. You guys got a baby. You guys, you guys got a baby. You guys got a child? Mm, um, no, that's a dog. It's a dog, dude. But is is a dog not sometimes like uh, like having a like a like t- like taking care of baby? Sometimes uh, I feel like I feel like I feel like when when I got a dog, I had a kid, and then I got a dog, and I was like, "Fuck, man, more <laughs> responsibility." 
Definitely, you know, definitely responsibility that comes with you know raising a life, but I just don't yeah. oversimplifying it into like as a baby to a dog. No, no man. Yeah, I don't no mean way. like that. I mean in a bad <laughs> way. I mean, and if it was if it was a baby, then you know I should have joint custody, but she won't let me see that dog at all now. It's typical. Typical. <laughs> no um, offense, guys. No offense to all the women out there. Just saying, it happens. Yeah, the greedy, greedy. Um, anyway. So, uh, then we're going, we're doing that. And once again, she kind of slips right back into what she was doing in Hawaii where she just, you know, not a lot of drive, not a lot of effort. And it's just, it's frustrating, you know, it's frustrating when me just operating at such a different, you know, level as her, not a higher level or a lower level, just like a, you know, linearly different level. Different pace. Um, Yeah. And, uh, it just got frustrating, and I don't, I don't. I just think that we both kind of got complacent and then distant, and then um, and then she left for the first challenge that she did, and um, dirty thirty, dirty thirty. And honestly, I was kind of excited because it was just going to be once again like a nice little break from each other. You know, maybe we would it would be good for us or healthy, but within that time, I. Uh, lost my grandmother unexpectedly and then I was hospitalized and I almost had both of my legs amputated. Fuck. Insanely, you know, traumatic. And that was uh, a cliff diving accident or something I read? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I jumped, uh, went cliff jumping using a rope and landed in water that was a bit too shallow and sliced the bottom of my heel off, which in that kind of nutshell, isn't that serious or terrible? You know, just uh, some stitches and you'll be fine. But it was one of the dirtiest rivers in America, which no one told me about ahead of time. I was swimming with my mouth open. Thanks a lot, guys. And wow. um, um, the first hospital that I went to didn't um, clean up the wound um, properly. So I ended up getting three serious bacterial infections, one of which turns into necrotizing fasciitis, which is the flesh-eating disease. I had <sighs> infections up past both of my knees on both oh sides. Oh, my God. And I ended up being like a, in a quarantined hospital room for six days with no health insurance. Holy so fuck. Fuck. Um, and then they were like, you know, you might lose a leg. So I panicked, and my mom flew me in, and it was just kind of crazy, you know? And... Uh, and not that not that Brittany didn't want to be there or chose not to be there. She just wasn't there, you know. Yeah. And it, I mean, going through those traumatic, you know, experiences, she just wasn't there. And then it just continued, continued that rift, continued that, you know, distancing of ourselves, I guess. Um, and then when she got back, uh, things were just different. Um, and then she started to get very jealous over things, over like hanging out with my friends and stuff. Um, and it just, it just got to a boiling point to at one, came to one, one night, the night that she likes to talk about so much where I just, I just left and she likes to pretend like I just left a perfectly healthy, perfectly good relationship. And that is not the case. It was a, it was a tipping point that was long coming for two years of just two people who just weren't supposed to be together. Um, I'm not going to get into like the really gritty details of what happened that night. She knows what happened that night. I know in her heart, she knows what happened that night. If anybody listening wants to know what happened that night, you're more than welcome to come to Atlanta, have a few beers with some of my friends who were there and saw it all go down. 
and we'll chit chat then. But I'm gonna keep that stuff off the air for now. So wait, so um, okay, is that what people are kind of when when people are talking about? Like, I got all these weird questions that like. I, what's funny is that you guys were on Are You the One, which that's where you met. You had yeah. you had two years together that was all off camera. She goes on Dirty Thirty without you. I mean, you guys are both obviously on Twitter. Your people are following you from a distance, but the. the questions I'm getting from people, it feels like people somehow know at least bits and pieces of what went on. I'm just confused how they know that. So if you clear that up for me. And then I got a question here that said, you know, um, Katie said, um, why did Day say that she needs to be on the first 48? I have people say, you know, what's your side of what happened? Uh, you know, all this stuff. And so is, is this kind of what you're talking about, this knighting question where there's a he says, she says involvement? And how do people kind of know about this tangentially? Um, so... Bruni has had a lot of opportunities to talk to people about what her side is. Um, she's done, you know, interviews with um, other outlets. She's uh, talked to other challengers who have then attacked me via Twitter. And what does she say? Um, if you had to paraphrase it, like, because I, I literally don't know. I'm not just trying to. I'm not just fishing here. So, like, if you yeah, had to, no. what does she accuse you of doing? Basically, she accuses me of cheating on her. Um, leaving a perfectly healthy relationship, you know, in the middle of the night, you know, totally unexpectedly. And then she also likes to say that uh, um, I used her for money, which is absolute horseshit. <sighs> Got it. And you're saying that there are things that happened on a given night that you don't want to divulge here on our podcast, which is totally fine, but that you have shared with people in person, possibly someone like Devon, who is now kind of speaking on your behalf and saying things like, I'm proud of you and this and that, because I'm reading all this. I'm like, what are they talking about? It's I, This is a couple that broke up and now they were partners for two weeks. Like, I don't re realize what everyone's talking about so seriously. So this is what everyone's talking about. There's something that yeah. Brittany did to kind of set this off for good that you are respectfully keeping off air that some people know about. You're happy to tell people in person, but that that's the kind of thing that if everybody knew they would all be on your side for this. Is that the thing here? Yeah. So. I did tell Davon, I told the cameras, I told everybody the kind of gritty details because I had had too much to drink that night. Um, that night, meaning that night in the, in the challenge house, in the where challenge you guys are screaming house. at each other. Is this when you're in yeah. the backyard and it looked like you, we, we kind of joked about how in the trailer it looked like you were peeing in the bushes, but then they added this heinous scream in there. Is that the night we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, then, okay. So let me just say this, that night got incredibly volatile. Um, Oof. I still have, um, so that, I mean, the night that I left Brittany in, in Atlanta that night got incredibly volatile, got, uh, mm. there was lots of, you know, physical things that went down. Um, and so I was just kind of just like, no, you know, I just, I just left, I packed my bags and I just left. And, and I, that's for me, that's something that it was, it was very intense and very personal. Um, but being attacked over and over and over again with this ridiculous claim that she's a this perfect angel and I am this insane monster is just not fair because that's not how, that's not what happened. You know, that's not what happened. Like I said before, it was a tipping point. It was a, it was, it was a long buildup that it came to that point. And I mean, I don't know, man. Like, was it what? Was it for the better? Was it for the better? I think it's absolutely for the best. You know, uh, things tend to unfold the way that they should, 
and you know, I think I was kind of broken down that night to be built up like as a better man. Now, you know, I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been and I'm in love with the most amazing woman that I've ever met. And I can thank it all, you know, for some terrible, terrible, you know, couple hours that kind of came to culmination that night. So, you know, it's interesting as I saw, you know, D, D and I are friends with Brittany, you know, we really like her and she was just on the show and we, and, and so I, you know, in fact, when you're kind of saying, oh, you know, I don't really want to go into it, especially on the air, you know, I, I respect that, you know, and so in no way I'm going to try to pull that stuff out of you. And I'm totally happy to leave it at that. I know there's going to be some people listening to this being like, oh man, that's why we tuned in. What? <laughs> I'm just going to ask you this question. I think people might be a little confused or surprised because it seemed like the way that you or even Devon or onlookers were kind of pitching you being on the show is the idea that you felt as if your story wasn't allowed out there that, and you even just mentioned that you kind of told it to the cameras. You had mentioned it on camera during the final reckoning. They edited it out for whatever reason. Maybe it was just for time. Maybe it was because the story of you and her doesn't continue in the narrative of the show. All that's possible as well, but for maybe, whatever... maybe, or maybe it was too volatile. Maybe it was too much. Maybe it was too harsh. Maybe what he's saying, you got really fucking ugly. And nobody wants to talk about it because maybe it just went that that then maybe went they went that hard because that happens in real fucking life. Totally, and I'm happy to be that for that to be the case. I'm just saying that I think people are reading into like Devon tweeting, "I'm proud of you." You know, you saying, you know, uh, you, you know, you're a, a you know kind of. Uh, I, I don't know, preemptively assuming Brittany's going to come on and give one side of a story that you don't give the second half of. I mean, what's changed? Is it that maybe that, did you hear on the podcast and you heard that we ne actually never got into the, the stuff with you and her initially or something like that? Because I think people assumed that you were going to come on here and kind of explain why it is that, you know, that you guys broke up, whatever. And now it seems like you're withholding that, which is totally fine. And I'm all for it. I'm just wondering what had changed or was something lost in translation there? So, my biggest thing is I don't want to, um, you know, rehash or reopen old wounds. I want, like I said, at the beginning of this podcast is that I want this story, this narrative to be done. Yeah. But I will say this, that if a man had done to a woman what she had done that night, that man would have been in jail. Um, I, I couldn't walk, you know, I was still healing my, my foot. It was just a really, really bad, really bad situation. I, and I, yeah, I, and I, and I hear you and I know that, you know, people and I'm not, want I don't want, no, and I happened, don't want it. Though. I actually don't want it at all. No, I, I know, like, the, I know that all. listeners do. And I know that fans want to know, but I mean, there are some things that just don't need to be out there. She knows what happened that night. I know what happened that night. And I think that now that she knows that I have the ability to, you know, voice what happened in my opinion, she's kind of backed down from saying I'm an asshole. I'm the one who left. I just walked out on our, our fur baby after two years for no reason, just like that. And yeah. that's all I wanted. I just don't want her dragging my name through the mud anymore. And I don't want to drag hers through the mud. You know, I want us to be copacetic. I, and I just kind of, like I said, want to move on from this entirely. Um, I was really mad too when you didn't acknowledge that I, that I called a, a dog a baby, and now you called it a fur baby. <laughs> now, now I'm not that mad anymore. So, well, so, so thanks for heard, clearing you, that up, bro. If you could have seen me, I was doing my air quotes. I'm, I'm, I'm upset that didn't translate via voice. But fur baby—that's what she always keeps saying. She left us in our fur baby. Fur. Yeah. When you hear me say fur baby, picture me doing these stupid air quotes. 
Bro, dude, listen, they're like, they are, dude. I love that dog, don't get me wrong. I love that dog. More and more of our neighbors are struggling with the trauma of COVID-19 and the stress of everyday tasks. Life is hard. It's harder on drugs. On average, 130 people die every day from opioid overdose. Addiction is a common and treatable disease and affects people of all ages and all walks of life. Reach out and join the thousands of Virginians that have successfully recovered at off-opioids.org. And remember, the Harrisonburg-Rockingham Community Services Board is here to help. I feel like a lot gets said between the show, you know, kind of, and look, a lot of it is just that they get 44 minutes a week. They can only show so much. A lot of it is sometimes they have an agenda, but for whatever reason, the show can only show so much. And there's a lot of people, there's 30 cast members a season that come home from a show, go on Twitter and say, they didn't show this, or I didn't get to say this, or I clarified this in interviews and it didn't happen, you know? And then when we have a podcast where we have two people on a week, sometimes we have somebody on, they get to tell their side of some Something, the other person doesn't get to come on at all or not for a few months sure. or whatever. So, you know, when someone uh, and, and uh, there was an uproar on Twitter this week about, you know, us and anyone perpetuating the idea of only giving one side of stuff. So here at Challenge Mania, we love to give every side of something whenever possible, especially if we feel like the person is being honest about it. And I feel like you, by not even wanting to divulge into it, that's sort of the epitome of, of honesty here is you're kind of not coming on to slander her and, and anything like that. And to be honest with you, none of us were there, so we don't know what's true and what's not, but I respect the hell out of that. Um, so I'm okay with moving on from that aspect of it if you want, and we can kind of just... Uh, just to put a, another bow on all this, talk about the time that you recently spent together on the show, because all that is, I guess, a year or so old now, as far as you guys breaking up, which I'm still confused why so many people know about it. It's like, to me, I'm like, I'm so befuddled about how people can know so much about a relationship that took place 100% off screen, besides you guys well, meeting, of course. Unlike, unlike me, Brittany didn't keep her mouth shut when it first happened and went all over Twitter and said whatever she could, whether it was true or whether it was not. And so, I mean, she already had that platform from Are You The One and the first challenge that she did, the Dirty 30, where there were a lot of people listening. And even then, I still said, you know, I'm not doing this. I'm not airing our dirty laundry on social media. I'm not going to do that. Um, so, I mean, like I said, one night got I got a little too sauced and all that stuff was on camera. So, I mean, if it wants to come out, then it will. But I'm not going to now try again to put it out there. I'm happy to put a bow on it. Happy to happy to leave it at that. Well, well, don't well, don't be if don't don't be um, alarmed if it does come out on the reunion or something yeah. like that. But, uproar, you know, who knows? But, but dude, but I just I think that. You know, if it's too much, dude, you know, I think I don't I don't think they want to touch that shit either. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they want to put, you know, the dirtiest of laundries out there, even though, like, you know, we kind of go out there and we we're all assholes in our own right. I think borderline crazy is 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 what you were leaning towards. I said, I think you said uh, not um, not not quite crazy, you know, when you're describing the girls and are you the one. But, yeah, I mean, we are kind of like all borderline crazy, you know, I mean. Um, we, we, we definitely push it. So, <clears throat> I mean, you know, just, I'm just happy that you, neither one of you came on, came on the podcast crushing each other. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, and to be honest with you, it looked like you guys had a pretty good time playing with sharks with those pictures that you guys just posted. Yeah. And then also, um, and, and, and also I want to know, like, um, uh, there, there was a mention, you know, some of your, your girlfriend right now. And like, I, I was wondering like how she was affected about the whole poly comment and kind of like where it is still on the show. Like, cause it's still kind of like, you know, 
it's kind of like um, <clears throat> floating around in the show. Like we see Brittany still that FaceTime cliffhanger of uh, her and Brad. Yeah. Um, I think I the twerking to... clip made an appearance this week as well. So you're still getting you're still getting a little bit of airtime there until that. Are you getting shit from your girl? Like, is she pissed or what? I mean, that seeing that on TV is going to be hard on any sane person. You right. Know? Right. Anybody who sees their current love interest being twerked on by that person's ex, that's just hard for anybody. And, I mean, it was even hard for Brad when he heard about it, you know. And props to Brad straight up for just being, you know, level-headed, cool, calm, collected. You know, I mean, I got nothing but mad respect for that guy. Yeah, talk about your your girlfriend stepped in, I think, this weekend and called out Paulie for, you know, the fact that when he made that claim, I guess she had said it kind of trickled down to her and people had mentioned her that word had gotten out about that. And this week we actually saw that Jose and your girl, Davon, go back into the house and further perpetuate those rumors. And they almost probably did just as much damage for this storyline as Paulie did. I'm not going to lie. Davon and Jose were doing some serious undercover work there. I'll actually get from a devious standpoint. I'll give him props from a gameplay yeah. standpoint, but it's funny. Paulie's like the villain from last week from blowing up at the Armageddon, but they go into the <laughs> house and really sell it. So, you know, she mentioned it had trickled down to her DMS. Is that true? And like, just so we know at home, like who is that from? Like, does that make it to a, a cast member's friend who, to their sister, to their neighbor, to her, like who was it who told her like, Hey, getting word from South Africa that, that Chuck and Brittany might be hooking up. Uh, so it's from the trickle down is absolutely true. Um, you know, just even just seeing it on TV, uh, just hearing her, hearing Polly say that, like, hey, you know, Brittany's fucking her ex, like, that's effective. I mean, that she knows it's not true, but it doesn't hurt or any less or suck to see on TV, you know. As far as her coming into her DMs, I mean, there's a crazy subculture out there that is 100% invested in finding out challenge spoilers and like that's all that they fucking do with their life is just sit and i don't they have these it's like game of thrones they've got little birds everywhere listening and watching everything and they know things and so they were contacting her while i was still in africa telling her things that were happening she knew stuff that i didn't even know was happening in the game when i came back so yeah. when you get home and you explain to her, hey, I know you heard this. How, how like, because we talked to Brittany about this and she mentioned, because we, you know, and the same goes for you, except I think we all saw it. It looks like it was more Brittany than you. You kind of just s- s- sat there and took it, which to be honest with you, you have a girlfriend at home. You, you maybe should get up and not allow the lap dancing to take place, even if she was dared to do so. But Brittany, you know, mentioned there were certain things that she decided to tell Brad about and give him a heads up. So some things he found about on TV. So when you got home, why don't you kind of pretend? Uh, yeah, but choose D for for uh, example. Pretend that D is your girlfriend. How did you lay it out for him? Like, hey, this is what happened. These were the this was the circumstance. This is what you heard, and this is why. This is what was fabricated. This is what you will end up seeing on like July 30th. I apologize. And and how did you lay it out for her? Hold on, let me lay it out. Let me lay it out for him. Okay, wait up, wait up. Because I'm your girlfriend, right? Okay. <clears throat> Hi, honey. Oh, my gosh. I miss you so much. I love you. What have you been doing? I miss you so much. Oh, my God. I can't wait to. Okay. Keep... <laughs> uh, yeah. Hi, babe. How you been? Miss you. Can't wait to kiss that furry little face of yours. Um... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you may have heard. Brittany Stop talking. Just do me. 
<laughs> Let's FaceTime right now. Let's get this over with. Um, That's a good time to bring up our sponsor, Trojan Condoms, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Those don't happen, are you the one? Come on. What's a condom? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, um, so Brady and I are partners, and uh, you've heard that, I'm sure. I wasn't even aware of these little sparrows that were, you know, talking all this stuff until she told me. Um, and, uh, how much no. did she know? Did she know like about the oh. lap dance? Did she know about, no, 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 no. She didn't know the specifics. She knew that I was partnered with Brittany. She knew that I had gone to the redemption house and that she, and then she knew that I had been eliminated for the most part. And, and there was a did lot she of know that, like, speculation. Okay. Me. And then there were rumors, there are rumors, right. That like, Oh, he, she, they hooked up and Brad's pissed or something like that. Right. But she heard the Polly rumor. She heard oh. you know, what Polly had said. Because he said that the same night that we got eliminated before we ever got our phones back or were able to talk to anybody. Uh-huh. Um, so obviously we saved those conversations for, you know, when we get home. Um, and so I just kind of, I laid it out. Everything that I, you know, there's a lot that happens within the time that you're there because it's just constant. You're never like distracted. You know, you don't have your phones. You're not watching TV. You're not watching movies. It's constant. So there's a lot of stuff that happens and you have no idea what's going to make it on TV. So I did the best that I could to tell her everything that happened. Yes. Brittany and I are partners. Um, you know, I was buried alive. She fucking sucked at digging me up. We went to the redemption house. We were first eliminated. It was fucking devastating. TJ's really fucking cool. Um, I, we um, had to all sleep in the same house. We had to deal with this shit. She was fucking crazy. She came after me three or four different times with the same argument, even though we had already made up for that same argument. Uh, there was a truth or dare system that went, or game that went down. And what, what the show doesn't show is that I had to like seriously not bring them down from what they had started off with. First, they wanted her to make out with me. I was head hell no. Whoa. I had to literally kind of talk them down to um, twerking. It was going to be a lap dance, and then I said absolutely not. And then they said twerking on me, and I said no. And then they said, well, "What if she doesn't even touch you?" And I was like, "Okay, you know." And like I said, there's nothing to do while you're there, so I wanted to be. What kind of sick fuck di- game of deal or no deal is going on? Where like you have, <laughs> and this is, I assume, I am, I'm going to assume this is TJ Lavin doing this, right? No, this is Jemmy doing this, right? No, yeah, this Probably. is, yeah, this right. is just us. Okay, so this is Jemmy and Jenna and Jose and Davon. So who, if you had to pick one of them, that was the most just set on seeing you guys just be terrible to your spouses who are either in the other house or at their home and their actual house right now, who was like the real flag bearer of getting you guys to possibly ruin your relationships? Uh, I, I think Jenny, obviously. I mean, she, they would sit there and say like, Oh my God, there's so much sexual tension, which would just ruin any kind of, um, headway we were making as just two people trying to, you know, um, reconcile and she would just do all that kinds of stuff. And then, I mean, it even went further than that that I didn't even realize when she would go into her interviews and say like, and she literally called out my girlfriend on TV saying, I just want to say to Chuck's girlfriend and to Brad, these two are still absolutely in love. And this is sexual tension. Like, fuck you. Why would you even say that? Cause you know that that's not true. And then and that part was incredibly frustrating as well. That yeah, wow. cause it, they're, they're tr- literally just, just stirring the pot and just trying to, 
and just trying to light that, the new but... guy on fire. They were trying to light the new guy on uh, fire. I don't love, like... I really, really, I mean, look, I get it. You guys are in the redemption house. You don't even know if you're going to make it back in the game and you have right. this you kind of. You got to look out for your team. I understand that you're going to try and sabotage yeah, but it. I don't know, man. Week. Something rubs me the wrong way of like hearing that we didn't even get to see the worst of it, that they were bartering with you guys. Like, all right, what's the worst thing we can get you guys to do right now, knowing that visually it's going to get back to them at some point. And even if it doesn't, that they would just have the sick satisfaction of knowing that you disrespected your girlfriend or boyfriend at home or in another house. Like, I don't know. I just don't get the point. Right. Of that. And then specifically calling them out. Like when she called Brad out like that. And then my girlfriend was that, that we don't even know that you said that that's not going to affect our game at all. That all that does is affect our personal lives. Why? I will say, I will say if their goal was to get the Redemption House a disproportionate amount of time during the first four episodes <laughs> of this show, Jemmy, slow clap for you because yeah, I, the cat you, honestly, it makes no sense how much airtime you guys got really at all. Uh, you I guys should have been like, you. you should have been like an afterthought, maybe che- three minute check in an episode. And somehow yep. we had like entire episodes dedicated to Ponderosa over there. So, I mean, I just, you know. No, I can't agree with you more. I mean, honestly, as soon as I got put in the redemption house, I was like, okay, well, at least I'm still in the game. Never even thought that I was going to have any, you know, you know, screen time, much less a narrative, a full on, you know, bibliography about me in the in- info of the of two episodes, you know. So, I mean, tap, tip of the cap to Jemmy and both Brittany for keeping that drama as crazy as fucking possible, I guess. <laughs> tip of the cap for <laughs> being as crazy as you could possibly get and getting it as crazy as you possibly get because it's literally affecting people's lives when they get home um yeah man that's that shit is nuts dude you know what though let's can we talk about brad just a little bit here because um i you know i was just wondering like you know what, what were your feelings about brad and, and and you know seeing like some of his interviews um you know he's talking about like you know um you know he's talking about like getting lawyers involved. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I know it's, it's kind of like a, a different way to look at it. Like growing up, like, man, I, I fought plenty of guys growing up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I've been in more street fights than, than I'm, I'm proud to say I've been in. Um, and, uh, but eventually you, you grow, you, you get older and right. you learn that I could possibly go to jail, right. you know, or I, since I have kids, this would look really, really bad if I have, you know, for say for some reason I go, I'm in jail for domestic violence because someone decided to punch me and then I decided to punch them back. So he, you know, you know, the fact that like, you know, there's people at home and they're dealing with like, you know, issues stemming from like, you know, domestic violence where people are like literally headhunting them. Like, I mean, you know, you know, it's it's better to probably play it safe than it is to literally get into a fucking brawl while your kids, um, while your kids are on the line. You know what I mean? So absolutely, um, and that's kind of why I was saying earlier. You know, I got nothing respect for with uh, nothing but respect for Brad because of the way that he dealt with that. And I and like I said, I've been watching for a long time, so I've seen you guys younger and you know just full of piss and vinegar. And you know, <laughs> if that was Brad, you know, ten ten challenges ago, he would have fucking ripped Paulie's head off. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and just now just seeing him just sit there and kind of just chill and then yeah. talk about like if he wants to make if he wants to fight let's get lawyers involved or you know fuck it yeah. let's get a promoter and get each other in the ring you know? yeah but i'm like yeah. Fuck yeah that's awesome yeah yeah well then let me ask you this like what were your feelings towards like you know your ex-girlfriend's 
you know, boyfriend going into it? Like, have you guys ever met? I would imagine like without like, you know, just my guests going into it, I would have imagined that there would be tension. And if I was Brad, I'd probably be trying to get you out. But I, but in turn, I couldn't get you out because I needed to keep my girl around. So in turn, I'm fucking trying to keep um, my girlfriend and my girlfriend's ex-boyfriend in the fucking game. Like how ridiculous would that have been if you guys made it a little bit further, dude? (laughs) And so I knew that I, I knew kind of going into it that it was going to go one of two ways for me. I was either going to be, you know, on my own knowing that Brittany and Brad are both going to be gunning for me, not to mention (laughs) all of the fucking people that Brittany had kind of turned against me already with her, her narrative, or I was going to be on a team with Brittany and I and Brad. one of the strongest competitors <laughs> on my side for a while, at least. Honestly, you know, so I did get a chance to meet Brad before um, things really started. And, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, in my heart, things are totally done with Brittany and I. There's no any kind of romantic feelings that lie there anymore. And so I was happy for her, you know, that she was able to find someone that made her happy. And, you know, it's fucking Brad, you know. So cool, fucking cool. And so I didn't want to go in there, you know, being abrasive or aggressive and giving this dude more reason to hate me because he really shouldn't have a reason to hate me. I'm just an ex, you know. Um, And so the first chance that I got, I went right up to him, shook his hand. He's like, hey, man, um, I'm Chuck. It's a pleasure to meet you. And, you know, right away, Brad was a super cool, very respectful dude was more than willing to engage in a conversation with me, more than willing to get to know me. Honestly, out of, you know, the dozens of other competitors that were there, he was one of the few ones that was, like, willing to have a conversation with me. And so that was really cool to find. And that's why, and that just goes to show, you know, the kind of the class athlete Brad has become and the, even more of the reason why I have respect for him. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles, California, we are coming to you for Challenge Mania Live. Saturday, September 22nd from the Brea Improv in Brea, California. Come thirsty because Susie Meister and Sarah Rice are our guests and they will be serving up some tea. Oh, we will definitely bring the tea. Wait, you guys don't call call it tea, you call it stew. This is California though, better be vegan. There's a pre-show meet and greet and a 90 plus minute live interactive stage show where you guys, the maniacs, and the Brainiacs will be part of the show. Personally, I just can't wait to make Derek super nervous and uncomfortable. It's my favorite hobby. Yeah, um, there's a good chance that happens. Derek, he, uh... Scott, Derek knows we're coming, right? Well... Actually, you know what? Don't tell him. That'd be even funnier. Come and hang out with D, myself, and the girls from Brain Candy. Plus, who knows who else might show up. I hope you guys realize this is L.A., where reality stars come to thrive... You might want to clarify who is actually invited to this thing because I wouldn't be shocked if every single one of them showed up, headshots, and screenplay in hand. How many mics does this improv have anyway? Good point. I'll find out about that. Tickets are available at challengemania.live, but they are going fast. The Brainiacs and Maniacs are coming together. Amazing. Challenge Mania Live, Saturday, September 22nd at the Brea Improv in Brea, California. Show starts at 6 p.m. Meet and greet starts at 4. This is one live show I promise you guys you do not want to miss. I just love that Sarah gets to headline a comedy club 10 minutes from Johnny's house. Um, Someone wrote in an interesting question, uh, Golden State Graham which uh, is an interesting name there. Who were you hoping, in quotes, was your partner 
who were you hoping your partner was going to be undigging you? Or did you know the whole time it was going to be Brit? I mean, does anyone else make sense for you at this point? I don't think so, right? Well, I mean, I didn't know that we were going in with vendettas, you know, because it could be anything. Um, uh, but I knew pretty, I had a pretty good idea that it was going to be Brittany, but I mean, I was being, you know, hopefully, um, naive, I guess to that. Cause I know that one of my best friends has done the challenge for a long time. Devin, I was really hoping that they were just going to pair us up. Um, and that's also, Chuck and big D that we've heard Chuck referred big to. D. Okay. That's what everyone wants to know what that is. It could have been allies. It's true. We've talked about it on the show before Chuck Ladon. Right. It could have been yeah. allies. I was waiting for that one. That. And that, like mm-hmm. I said, I was just being hopefully naive. That's that. Well, I mean, I mean, would it not be cool if like they did a, a challenge and like the opening credits were like us and like swords and shields and shit and like right. different colors, like we're in fucking medieval times and shit, we and get, then like we get away from we the un- drama bullshit of relationships and actually get well, back into challenges well, and like badassery. Well, well, but here, but listen, bro, but here's the, yeah, but could you imagine like if our costumes were like you know, and then we took off our helmets and then like that unveiled like the teams, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but no, but I mean, let's face it, dude, the drama is going to happen. And to be honest with you, right. like, I, I mean, at some point, like, like Brittany and Chuck, were get, were getting along and we're going to get along. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. It could have been Chuck and Brittany on opposite teams. Right. And you, and you guys could have potentially, you know, oh, ran into right. each other. But I mean, you were literally, I get it. Like, you guys are literally forced to deal with each other and like you know another another relationship we saw we saw play out the other day was like you know tony and and johnny like Mm -hmm. um you know they're forced to work with each other but i mean does that conversation at some point after a couple drinks come up i i think so you know what i mean so i think um you know despite the fact despite being forced you know like i uh you know I mean, I think it would eventually come out with a lot of these um, couples or people that have done the shows before. Eventually, when they start backstabbing each other, like those emotions are definitely going to come out flaring. But like, I watched the Big Brother episode today that I was thoroughly um, enjoying because um, because uh, it was like a competitive and it was like long and in endurance and it took like some fundamentals and yes. um, I, and I haven't you know I keep on looking at that Big Brother game as if it was like fucking. A, like checkers, you know what I mean? But right. like the whole thing's a puzzle. Yeah. And it's just like, so, but I mean, I'm not really into it, but I just like the game and you know, we are losing that. You're right. Yeah. I, I, I thoroughly agree with that. And I think that a lot of the fans agree with that as well. That it's, it's, we've recently just started caring more about the drama part of the reality in the challenge and not so more, not so much about the challenge. You said it yourself. I mean, there was, a whole character arc on the challenge about Brittany and I in our drama when we weren't even relevant to the game. Like why? You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's a big, it's, it's a big storyline. I mean, that's, 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 that's what everyone has been talking about right. for, you know, for a couple episodes now and it's still not gone, you know, and you guys didn't even, you guys didn't even compete. It didn't even right. compete. You just got voted <laughs> off. You fought. They you got felt so off. bad for us in the, in the redemption <laughs> house that they set up a little competition for us to do. <laughs> really? Yeah. What was it? Um, <laughs> so the first <laughs> no, not flip cup. It was actually like a relay race. Um, so the first one was your you and your partner had to carry th- um, like throw pillows um, back to back, and you had to carry them to a certain spot spot in the backyard. You had to do three of those. So carry one to the spot, run back, grab another one, carry it, and spot. 
And then the next one was you had to um, carry an egg on a spoon in your mouth to a like a lounge chair. Oh, so this is like field day. Yeah, kind of. And then we got to that lounge chair, and then you had to drag your partner all the way down to the other end of the yard. So, like, I was dragging Brittany on this thing. And then by the time you get there, you got to pick up these wood logs and sprint the entire course length all the way back to the beginning. So even the producers are trying to figure out ways for you and Brittany to have to touch each other. You guys aren't even in the car. They're like, they're like, I don't we know. Really come have up. to touch each other for this one. Thank God. Have them drag her across the lawn. I don't know. So, okay. How about this? Would you say that you and Brittany are in a better place, in a worse place, or you're kind of indifferent about it since the whole Final Reckoning experience? I think they were, um, as people, just kind of in a better place. She got that closure that, you know, that, that finished to the final chapter that I think she really needed. The first time that I had ever seen her since I left that night was the first day of the challenge when she basically, you know, un, un dug me out of the grave kind of thing. Um, and so she got that. And so now I think that we can kind of both move on as just people, you know, that don't fucking hate each other now. So that's cool. Yeah, love it. Um, all right, let's talk about you as a Challenge fan um, before getting on the show and then how you maybe would have done some stuff differently and where, whether you think and hope there's a Challenge future for you. Um, had a really good question here from our girl, Alex. Where is it? Okay, what's up, Alex? Alex says, Chuck, you've been a fan of the Challenge and always wanted to go on it. Did it live up to your expectations, and do you wish to come back for another season? Um, so yeah, I have been a fan. I think that's um, pretty evident for a while. Um, I did kind of teeter off when I started living on an Island and focusing on, you know, sharks in the water. Um, but as soon as I got back on, as soon as I got on, are you the one, one of our producers kind of talked about the, the, you know, the potential for cast members of are you the one and what could happen to them. The first thing that happened in my head was a big light bulb went off and I was like, Oh fuck, I could do the challenge someday maybe. And I, that was for me still a pipe dream, you know? Um, and then Brittany got the call and I was like, Oh shit, this could really happen. And so then I finally got the call and I was like, hell yeah, let's fucking do it. I want to fucking, I've been wanting this for a long time. Um, as far as living up to my expectation, uh, no, because I didn't even get to fucking do it. I didn't even get to compete. <laughs> I didn't even get to go into the fucking main house. So I don't even know what the challenge experience is fucking like. I know what the redemption house experience is like. <laughs> so um, yes, I want another opportunity to go back. Fuck yes, I want another opportunity to go back. I want to go back and, you know, show everybody what I'm capable of. I, I just can't help but think that there was a lot of training that was just wasted by me just, you know, holding eggs on the fucking spoon in the backyard of the redemption house. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, can we, can we just, can, it, can, is that a record? Can, can we go on in challenge <laughs> history? And there, like, there's Marcus your legend right there. <laughs> is, yeah. He's a record holder. He was on the show and he was the only guy to ever be on the show without getting kicked off, you know, for fighting or anything like that to not do a challenge. Yeah. Is that, even, is fuck, even Jose, who can't even swim, got to do more challenges than for me. four episodes too, which is it's like he got the, yeah, it's, right? it's like he, it's like it's like, like, like he got the character the relevant story plot actually never even got to fucking compete. Yeah, he's like he's like he's like a, one of the UFC fighters that like has like the fastest knockout. <laughs> except I'm the guy that gets knocked out the fastest. Yeah, except <laughs> yes. if instead of getting knocked out, some guy just quietly comes up to him in a dressing room and says, um, you've been knocked out, sir. Yo, uh, who's the guy? Yeah, Greg Hardy? Yeah. I'm just like gearing up. I'm like, nope, you're done. Who, who's that guy? Greg Hardy, right? Greg cool. Hardy just got a fast finish, didn't he? Yeah, but he's, uh, he's a not a great person. 
Okay, cool. Next subject. All right. I had it pulled <laughs> up. I had it pulled up on my phone, and then my phone just died. Man, I was going to read it verbatim, but I want to get to those skills that you talked about. You talked about your underwater skills, which oh, you yeah. know, obviously, we know we've heard at length about your your. Uh, you know, your skill set as well as your occupation and why that would lead me indeed even to believe you'd be quite a good swimmer. You went ahead and tweeted something about being able to take on any challenge competitor in a swimming competition. This yeah. obviously worked up someone named Wes, who yeah. if you're a fan of the show, you know, holds his swimming ability in very high regard. So he came at you with a response that I thought got kind of personal. He, he mentioned the fact that, personal. yeah, he, he mentioned that he had, you know, <laughs> donated to your, to your GoFundMe for your medical bills, which I would assume is, is the medical bills that you had built up, mentioning that you had been in the hospital without Correct. insurance when you had the, the leg injuries. So he threw that in there um, and then said that, you know, maybe you should um, do some time, you know, get, gather some times before you make a, a statement like that, implying that if you knew what his fastest time was and your fastest time was, you wouldn't have to make a claim like that. We could just, you know, go to the uh, go to Mo, if you will, with the scores. Settle it in the streets. Yeah. So, so talk um, about yeah. that. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, like you said, I am pretty confident in my uh, water ability. I guess that what I'm more confident about is the fact that I can survive underwater a hell of a lot longer than you and anybody else that I know. Um, as far as um, swimming and stuff, uh, that is kind of any man's game. Um, I, I, uh, I'll say this. I think that Wes can probably swim better than me but i can stay underwater longer so if it comes to a head-on-head competition i'll wing so i'll just hold them under longer i guess um but oh you're, you're talking right. about like uh, fighting in the water like aquaman versus uh <laughs> versus your guy what's that guy's name what's versus okay i got you now i see it now I'm, i get a vision I, here okay yeah so like I, the reason that i kind of was thinking about that with Wes is because I was watching chance for stars when he was with, um, uh, oh, I don't remember, whatever. And they had to do that underwater maze puzzle thing. And he couldn't untie the knots. Um, come to find out knot tying is his weakness. It's not so much water. So I, I saw it a different way, I guess. So, okay. Somebody wrote this. Is, I just pulled it up again on my computer. So Mr. Michael shouts to at Mr. Jekyll and Hyde said, I'd bet Chuck could easily beat Weston Bergman in a water challenge. So he actually started this way to go. You respond to that and say, no doubt in my mind, I could beat any competitor past or present in a water comp. I'll put it this way. If you're trying to start a rivalry, well done. Regardless, <laughs> West then chimes in and says, um, First, I donated to your crowdfunding campaign to help with your hospital bills years before you were on the challenge with no thank you. Okay, so let's address that. And then second, I'm a big Chuck and, um, I'm Chuck and Big D's lead hype man. Okay, we referenced that. That's you and, and Devin. We know him and Devin are close. And third, don't you think you should at least ask for some times before you make a statement like that? We touched on that. Okay, let's talk about the crowdfunding thing. How did this make you feel? And did you never thank him? Well, first off, uh, there was like a thousand people, if not more, um, that had donated to the crowdfunding thing. And I did my best to reach out and, and, you know, thank every single one of them. And if any of them are listening right now, thank you all from the bottom of my heart. If I didn't get to be reach out to you, thank you so much. It's literally saved my life. Um, and, uh, I don't, I honestly, you know, I, I don't know if Wes's donation just got, you know, lost 
in have the, you gone since and through. looked it up and and wondered like i mean because have you clarified that he don't a lot, lot of talk on the internet these days about valid donations by the way so did you go and clarify that he was telling the truth and did you see how it stacked up maybe against other donations because if he donated a like you know exponentially more than the average person you might you know understand where he's coming from like oh not even kind of a thanks bud or something or was it your average donation if you don't mind my my asking um, I am not aware of his donation. I didn't, uh, I didn't actually validate it. I did take him at his word, but mostly when I was reading that tweet, I just heard him laughing, you know? Um, and I just kind of took it as a, as jovial and as joking, um, as poss- as much as I could, you know, I know that he's friends with Devin. I'm friends with Devin. I just pretty much, I just thought he was just kind of, you know, giving me the rub. Um, so I, I did, I did personally DM him and thank him and, uh, kind of apologize for, not reaching out sooner, um, but no, I didn't. I didn't actually validate the uh, the actual <laughs> donation. A lot of people on the internet need need those donations validated. Just just so you know, a lot of talk in the, should, cha- in the challenge community. Look at that. Yeah. People 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 these days. A lot of talk about donations and whether they were actually made. Just so you know. So anyway, wow, all right. Good to know. I'll go. I'll go. Actually, I'll I'll do that. I'm gonna go back. And but not in regards to your GoFundMe. I'm just making a joke. But no, here's no, no, what no, I'll say. Sure. You mentioned that you you read it with him kind of uh, joking, and the guy does obviously have a weird sense of humor. One that some people, myself included, kind of appreciate. I read this one though, and it was like I read it, and I kind of had trouble reading it with a with a bit of a wink and a laugh. I was like, "Ooh, that's kind of a you know, I didn't know." So, yeah. so I, I'm reading a response here. You did actually even publicly say first, "Thank you so much for your donation. That's incredibly generous. It really helped me." Blah blah blah. So, you know, clearly, but you know, it's funny. I, I want to know his side of it too, and whether he was being tongue and cheeky with it or not, or whether he was so offended by the uh, the inkling that you might be able to beat him in a swinging competition that he decided to out your lack of of gratitude for his uh, donation. Nation, but either way, I thought it was, yeah. and a lot of people, it's got about 150 likes here, a bunch of retweets. I think people all I the- can say is, Wes, let's just settle it in the water, man. <laughs> if that's what you were going for, my friend, never heard just, that before because we'd love to get you back on a channel. It's funny, like people with unique skill sets like yours, like, look, a lot of it, a lot of I don't know if you watched this week's episode, a lot was made. I forget what the term was, but there's someone used a term for Derek Henry, who we've had on the show, we like him, great guy, but talking about he's got this great physique popcorn look, muscles popcorn muscles right and he's got that this was great hilarious. i'd never heard that before i've never heard i, I forget who that. used it who used it was it tori or was it tt or johnny or who was it uh, it was it was it Shane? It was Shane, I think. Yeah, right, Shane. Right, mm-hmm. right, Shane. Shouts to Shane for crafting a, a great term here, popcorn muscles, because it totally makes sense. You see people all the time, not just on the challenge, but in mixed martial arts. You might see somebody, you're like, wow, this guy's a brick house, and he just doesn't have the skill set. Or you know, yeah. in sports, look at you that see Rogan this... guy from last season who was <laughs> running up the mountain right. and fucking collapsed. And he looks like a goddamn fitness He's model, chiseled out of solid granite. Exactly. Yeah, he, so yeah, now he looks more than a fitness model. He looks like a fucking stone yeah, yeah like what you like say adonis yeah Jesus. so so you know derrick henry is a guy who looks great but des- doesn't necessarily you know and look college athlete played basketball d1 so it's like the guy is you know a good athlete and has certain skill sets that don't seem to be translating to the weird amalgamation of shit you guys have to do on the challenge. You being a scuba instructor who seems fairly agile as well, that seems kind of perfectly suited for people who get dropped via crane into the ocean in literally shark infested waters on a weekly basis. So I'd love to see you back on the show. 
motherfuckers. They, they did. Really to troll you. They were like, all right, we got Seriously. the shark. The shark guy's off the show. Bust out the meat. Let's do the shark challenge. Yeah. Um, the shark meat challenge. So I'm all for you and Wes brewing it up and maybe getting out there as, as partners or rivals if they're going to keep that going. Because anything to get you back on the show without having to um, tie you to Britney. Because I honestly, at this point, feel mm, bad Say for that one more time. Mm, that sounded good in my ear. Say that one more time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel bad for both of you at this point that, that they're, they're just gluing you guys together and trying to make uh, – Make something out of nothing there with you two who are just trying to live your own lives and they're just literally putting you in a cabin in the woods with Jemmy and a bottle of green oh, wine and just wine. endless bad decisions. I mean, geez, it's like a horror movie. Not to mention Jose and Dave Vaughn, who are also, you know, big brother brains and just know how to just kind of like tweak and twiddle and, you know, puppeteer the game as best they can. Yeah. Fuel the fire. I wasn't expecting that. That was, you know, it was very devious and very, I mean, talk about making some, I mean, Paulie's move seemed, I know he said in interviews that, oh, I might use this lie to kind of brew up some stew in the house, but who knows when he taped that interview and we, yeah, we saw yeah. that he kind of busted out with it in the moment in the form of a reaction when that fight kind of perked up, whereas showed his cards, Jose they? and Devon like looked like they really went in cerebrally with a plan. Hey man, let me say this real quick though. Like I learned so much just from those two. Cause I used to call them, I called, uh, Jemmy, uh, Jenna and Brittany, the hens. Cause all they would ever do is just sit out in the backyard, tan and cluck. They never worked out. They didn't, you know, do anything. <laughs> they would just sit out there and, 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 you know, hypothesize. But I sat inside with Jose and Dave on the people who actually wanted to talk to me. And I learned a lot of the way that Big Brother works, the way that their minds work, the way that they want to play the game, the way that they think, you know, other people um, should play the game. And I, I have nothing but respect for both of those guys as well. And they are true competitors. And, you know, especially you, can, mom, it's my mom and day right there. I love her. Oh, you're going to get in trouble for that. That's what I heard. But anyway, um, so can you give us a little bit? Can you give us a little bit? Because, like, um, we, we kind of had this conversation oh, last week. Are you week pretending so- to be his girlfriend again? What? Give us, give us a little bit of what? <laughs> yes, yes, honey. Take me out to dinner, Derek. Yes, yes, sweetie. <laughs> yes. Yes, honey, whatever you want. Yes. You want Wendy's? Okay. Um, Wendy's. So, show me the meats. So my question is, is like, I, I kind of watch this Big Brother thing and like, and I'm watching like kind of like how they have to, you know, sort of, um, you know, get through the trenches or devise their plan. They're not going through trenches. They're literally fucking in the house trying to mind fuck each other in, mm-hmm. you know, however, however way they can, you know? And it, I mean, it's, it's not that harsh. I mean, eventually there's one or two people that are going to be on the block or whatever, but like they have to really use their minds to get through. It's not, it's like almost if you're physically fit, like you are a threat kind of like in this game, they're like, well, Brad and Kyle are the biggest threats. So how do we break them? You know, like, so that's kind of where it's all sort of like leaning towards is like, well, you know, if we can break and poor Brad, because like you guys are out of the game, you guys yeah. are done. But then Polly fucking drops him with that, you know, information. And then these, you know, these are, yeah. And then, and then, you, and then you have all the four the big brother people or the two other big brother people in the house giving more like, you know, potentially, you know, sound truthful sounding information, just like, you know, more gasoline. And so, but my question is, is like, what is the, how does their mindset come into, like, what's the difference between the big brother people, you know, cats. And then like, you know, the challenge people or whatever you want to call them. Well, um, and I don't, I'm not going to use like a blanket statement to say like challenge people and big brother people, but, um, the Jose and Dave on, 
they uh, they definitely aren't the most physically intimidating people, um, and they have the Big Brother experience behind them. So, like you said, they definitely know how to play with their minds. And I mean, Jose going in there uh, back into the the challenge house day one and using not only their special power. It wasn't even that big of a deal, but to pretend like it was a big deal and then um, feeling the fire further with Brad and, you know, and that's clearly the biggest team to take down. Yeah. They're going to go fuck with that guy. I mean, and so that makes sense. So is there a difference between big brother people and fucking challenge people? Is oh, there yeah, like, so, so the challenge people, there's I the type of person. Yeah. There's a very big difference. There's a, there's a very varying amounts of, you know, different gameplay strategies. I would say that Devin plays like a big brother person does you know mm-hmm. west west plays like a big brother person does mm-hmm. because they play you know they use other people's strength and weaknesses against them mm-hmm. you know and they mm-hmm. know how to tweak the game they know how to play the game mm-hmm. um, but some people like you said you look at brad and kyle and they're like oh no that's the team to beat but wait till it comes down to a puzzle or something that doesn't that does not rely on physical strength uh-huh. and they're going to be the team in last, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. let's, uh, let's get your thoughts on, you know, challengers. And I want to, I want to get to the, the older challenge folks who you mentioned by being a fan, you're well acquainted with like the Brad's and the Derek's of the world, but challenge media says, uh, Chuck, what's your opinion on your, are you the one three castmates who have become challenge regulars? He says, or she says hot take best challenge draft class of all time. Now I think fresh meat one and fresh meat two might have something to say to that, but you break it down. I mean, it's <laughs> Devin, Cheyenne, Nelson, Hunter, Amanda, yourself. So I want to go Brittany. through one by and Brittany. Go, I left her out on purpose for your sake. But but let, let's let's wow. go one by one. Well, no, because we wow. we spent the entire first forty five minutes of this podcast discussing Brittany. I don't think we need to then go back Thanks into. Thanks for her. caring about my thoughts, Diego. I appreciate so, you. I appreciate you too, brother. So let's go one by one. Devin, I know he's a good friend of yours, but let's start with him and specifically kind of cater your answers to how you think they've done on the challenge so far. Sure. Devin, puppet master, man, knows what the fuck he's doing. Knows how to play people. I'm. And thank God he had a puzzle challenge against Johnny or else, you know, that would have been bad. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, I mean, I'm just calls it like I sees it, you know, Uh, Devin, Devin's a strong competitor. And if I ever go back and he's there, you know, I want him on my side for sure. It's just, you know, the, the evil villain, um, the mastermind, I guess, of, of the team, um, Hunter, uh, fucking pit bull dude um i've seen that guy go from a hallmark card to an x-rated horror movie in the snap (laughs) of a finger um he's he can be the most endearing you know sweethearted southern boy you've ever met in your life and then he can turn into your worst fucking nightmare um luckily when I saw him do that, he was on my side, and he almost killed this one kid on our Are You the One show. Um, but you know, strong competitor, easily, easily one of the one of the most determined, stubborn, um, hard-headed, strongest fucking guys that we've ever got. I think are around right now in the current challenge class. Um, Nelson, Mr. Pretty Boy, Mr. Suave, Mr. Yo, it's Mr. Nelly T coming at you. Um, I think, uh, obviously, Nelson is incredibly uh, um, disciplined. 
uh, he wakes up at a specific time every single day. He knows exactly what his body needs to do that day in order to train. He knows exactly what is what he wants, what is expected of him. Um, so I think he's very strong in you know the physical parts of compet- um, competing and competitiveness. Um, I have yet to see where he stands as far as you know um, mental games. Um, love the guy. Don't think he'd be that strong. Love you, dude. If you're listening, sorry, bro. Um, everyone's got their strengths and weaknesses, and I don't think the puzzles and mind games are one of his. Um, so you're saying in the Dirty Thirty house, one day last last year, he just woke up and his body told him you should try to fight Derek today. That was his body. That was uh, planned. No, 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 no. I'm talking about training and I know, stuff, man. I know. I'm, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I mean, but he has he has a temper, man. I mean, especially if there's women involved. Yeah, we heard that. We've been hearing that on social media the past like day or so. I've been trying to uh, tease him to come on uh, for a couple of days now. Ever since I heard him get all sentimental and emotional, so yeah, um, I've been punched many holes in many walls in either one. Mm, wow. Yeah, he tried to. We were close to punching holes too. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> Amanda is just. I don't know. It's so funny because if she likes you, she's just like this adorable, hilarious, you know, funny little chick. Um, but if she doesn't like you, she's she will mentally fucking tear you down, you know. Um, so her mental game is. It seems super like strong. they only show her interviews when she's talking about someone she doesn't like. Then, because I've never heard her say anything nice about anyone on the show. <laughs> are you, <laughs> are you forgetting exactly? Exactly. Are you forgetting yes, Josh. Oh, Josh. I mean, Josh. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you're right. Um, but I mean, but she made that name for herself on her very first challenge when she walked into the door, just guns are fucking blazing unnecessarily. So love the girl, but I mean, she needs to tone it down. And I think that she has toned it down actually a lot since her first challenge, which is really nice to see, you know, um, she's a lot more level headed. It seems this time she's not talking about people getting finger blasted and shit, which is great. Yeah. Right. Um, who else? I guess uh, Teen Mom star Cheyenne. Oh, God, I forgot she's doing Teen Mom. Uh, yeah, when's that come out? Which I don't get it. She's not a teenager. The kid's not a teenager. Who's the teen? Who's the mom? I don't get the math there. Is there a loophole? Is it it's Teen Mom OG or something so they can be older than teens? I don't understand. We need to have Jemmy on here. Mom? Yeah, is it just parents? I don't like. We need to have Jemmy right. to explain this. She's the only person I know who watches that show. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, she actually made it pretty far when she did the challenge with Devin. Right, because she was with Devin. She came in third place. Um, I I love Cheyenne. Uh, she was definitely one of my first, you know, quote unquote love interests of Are You the One? Um, super chill, super cool girl. Got a. Uh, I've had so many wonderful conversations with her. Um, don't think she's a very strong competitor. Um, I realized that she wasn't a love interest of mine when I took her on a date. Oh, she took me on a date in Hawaii when, during our first challenge, and we were on a boat swimming with dolphins. And while I was free diving and playing with dolphins, she was puking on the boat. So uh, <laughs> I just don't think that she uh, she's just not a strong competitor. Probably better better for her to be on Team Mom or you know parents or whatever it is some shows are made for certain people more than others um and then lastly what are your thoughts on britney i'm just kidding go ahead d <laughs> no i like it i like it i ship i ship the Corey and cheyenne show on teen mom i think it's gonna bring exactly what uh what you know 
though that type of crowd is interested in. I mean, they already do it. You know what I mean? They, they, you know, they have what looks like a very, um, you know, well off like homes that they're at and like, oh, yeah. you know, everything oh, yeah. looks, everything looks like posh. And here's the question. Here's the great question. Yeah, is Corey, is Corey doubling down within four month period on X on the beach and teen mom? Does that make Jesus. him one of the great two sport athletes of our time? Cause if you throw in the challenge, he's now, I mean, that's like a level above Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders. He's challenge <laughs> slash X on the beach slash teen mom. That's like three stages of life all in to one within a 12-month period i mean the guy is a trailblazer total package and and don't forget sport and and don't forget he's the one he's the one that's that began the the attempt to to dethrone mr johnny bananas his face was in times square for seven days i believe all right so we do (laughs) got to let you go because we're running long but kate wants to know as we do too i think this is the longest in a show we've gone without gotten some getting somebody's casting story what is your initial (laughs) casting story for are you the one you seem like this chill dude who would hate the idea of going on a contrived dating show what happened that's funny that you said that so um i was actually asked to do the first two and i said no um, the first time that I got asked, it was supposed to be on VH1 at that time, or at least they thought they were going to be, and it didn't even have a name yet. Um, unfortunately, uh, well, I just, I couldn't go. Um, and I didn't really, I didn't think that I wanted to, and I was living in Hawaii already. I just, just moved to Hawaii and I was just like, mm, mm, no, let me figure this shit out here in Hawaii first. And so then I got called for the second one and still kind of on the fence about it. Like you said, just kind of like this crazy reality filled drama contrived show. I don't know if I want to do this. Um, and I, my cousin was also getting married the same week that they wanted me to fly out to LA to meet the producers. And so then third time they call me around, they call me and they say, uh, Hey man, this is the last time we're going to call you cause you're getting too old. So do you want to do it or not? <laughs> and I was just like, uh, well, fuck it. I don't what does that mean? You're getting too time. old. How old were you? 20. How old am I now? Oh God. So I was 25. 25 so, is too old to do what exactly? <laughs> that's, to live, their, that's their cutoff age to, bro, to, to be a, a fucking playboy in their ridiculous. Bro, game. bro, I'm sure that they have this all mapped out, okay? After 25, you start maturing just a little too, too <laughs> fast, okay? All right? right? You're no longer in prime condition to f- to fight, sorry, my kids like in the other room. To fight and fuck. <laughs> well, like I said, when you go there, all you fuck. can do is all you and, can do is and fight, drink. fuck, eat, and drink and sleep. That's all there is to do. So you're so, right. So exactly. All right, let's put a bow on that, Scott. Okay, a nice cute pink one. All right, because. Um, uh, um, I gotta go play dad. So all right. Well, okay. We'll get you out of here. Last question: Who was your favorite challenger when you were just watching as a fan, and why? Um, you know, I really liked Landon. Ooh, uh, funny you say that. A lot of people like Landon. Shit. You know, a lot yeah. of people thought Landon was going to be on the final reckoning, and then they found out it was actually you. So it's it's funny you say <laughs> that. It comes Landon. full circle. <laughs> well, we're here to prove there's enough room in uh, the challenge world for both of you guys. So, dude, thank you so much for spending 90 minutes with us tonight. We really appreciate the time. We appreciate you being so candid, and uh, we hope that you can get back on the show and we can have you on again. And if you do continue to watch the show just as a viewer, now hopefully once they're done with the FaceTime, 
times and we're done, you know, having your storyline bleed into it. If you still enjoy the show from a spectator standpoint, we'd love to get your thoughts on the season down the line and stuff like that. So definitely stay in touch, man. And in more than anything, I'm really hoping that you, you and Wes, um, do find some <laughs> some scuba suits that resemble Killer Croc and Aquaman, and really do that underwater Dips on challenge. Aquaman. Dibs on Aquaman. I said it here first. <laughs> Cheers, man. Hey, hey man. Thank, thank you guys so much. so much. It's been so much fun. I had a lot more fun than I thought I would. So, guys, <laughs> oh, whoa! Up. Who told you you wouldn't have up. fun? <laughs> I just thought nah. it was gonna be this drama filled, but this is fun. I, I appreciate you guys. Keep it up. This is awesome. Washington, D.C. We are coming to you, our nation's capital for Challenge Mania Live. It all goes down on Saturday, October 13th from the D.C. Improv. Tickets are available now at ChallengeManiaDC.com, and they are going fast. All right, here's the schedule. 1 p.m. is our pre-show meet and greet. 3 p.m. is our live interactive stage show, Challenge Mania Live. Come and hang out with me, D, and our special guest cast members who will be announced soon, but do not wait to get tickets. They're going fast, especially the those pre-show meet and greet tickets. So go to challengemaniadc.com and be a part of Challenge Mania Live with a capital C. Saturday, October 13th in Washington, D.C. from the D.C. Improv. See you guys there. Whew, all right, man. That was good. I thought that was fun, man. I didn't know what to expect with the guy, uh, but I thought that was awesome. I thought that was really fun. I you know, got a little tense there for a moment, you know, but, but I, I really think that that was fun. I think I feel like he's gonna get a few people to go go ch- go check him out at work after this. You know what I mean? I feel like, and it's the same. I say I don't know if I, how many times I've said this before, but like it's the, it's it's why we do this thing. It's like we got the full story, we got the real Chuck. We didn't just have the two three episode Chuck where he looks like he's peeing in the bushes, but he's really screaming, you know, screaming into the bushes because he's just had this ridiculous time with his ex-girlfriend on, uh, on, on, yeah. on the challenge. So like, I mean, I'm just glad that, you know, people can come on and they feel comfortable coming on and telling us, um, telling us the, the, the full story, you know? So, um, whatever, dude, I'm, I'm glad that both of them, you know, her, him and Brittany didn't end up like crushing each other. I think the people who were tuning in today to get a little bit more of the story got a little bit more of the story, but I didn't think it got gratuitous by any means. And I, I actually appreciated the fact that he seemed to be looking out for her a little bit um, with, you know, choosing to hold back a little bit. And he didn't just come on to, to, to blast her. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, yes. you know, sitting here thinking, oh, man, I, what do we do about this? Oh, is she going to like this? You know, I think it was a good episode. I think he's a funny guy. So let him know at MTV Chuck Ladon, Chuck Mowry. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Guys, we'll keep this short, but you know, three live shows coming at you. That's Brea in California. New guest info coming for you soon. Challengemania.live. That is Saturday, September 22nd. We've got Saturday, September 29th at Howl at the Moon in Boston. Tickets on sale tomorrow. Cara Maria is our guest. That is Challengemania.boston. We have October 13th, ChallengemaniaDC.com. That's where you get tickets for the DC improv we are bringing challenge mania live to the nation's capital october 13th man we got a lot going on we got we're trying to get it south by southwest we got new merch man if you didn't take us up on free shipping for the last two weeks i can't help you but we got new kayla merch devin merch that devin merch is fly the gem class stuff i love every single thing that we have in our shop love it love the people still rocking the challenge mania gear man i see every time when you guys buy something and people are still buying the challenge mania stuff dko out of nowhere stuff Derek cartoon stuff we see people buying the uh you didn't come for me you came for d it's funny man that stupid catchphrase i said by accident on our first episode you still got people wearing that to work um 
All right, I'll let you go. I know you got to take care of your boy. So you know where to find yeah. us on social media at Derek MTV on all platforms. I'm Matt Shot of Jaeger. I'm shot. I'm Jaeger is shot right now. It's going on midnight. Yeah, you know, you know what, you know what's, you, you know what's really awesome too is that little those the teddy bear, those teddy bear bunny designs that are killer. That's what it should just say killer on it. Yeah, that'll that'll work. There's people buying the poly shirts, posting photos, and people are commenting, say, "Where are you gonna wear that?" Because it says the f word on it, and that's about <laughs> that's a that's a valid point. By the you know where one, they're gonna wear it, Scott. You know where they're gonna wear it, Scott. It'll on go Tuesday see, like, nights, rise against no, or something. No, on Tuesday nights when they're rooting for their favorite player, like they're rooting for their right. favorite team. I don't wear I'm my kidding. Chicago Bears jersey. Um, right. all the time. I wear it on game days. Come on. Of course. Come on, get of course. With the program, and guys, bro. if you if you don't if you don't work somewhere where you can wear some something with an F bomb on it, get the other shirt. It only has a middle finger on it. All right, go to challengemania.shop, tons of fun gear. You know where to find the tickets to the live shows. Please help us out and vote for our panel. Uh, go to shotofjaeger.com to do that. Thank Chuck for coming on the show at MTV Chuckaladon. I'm at Shot of Jaeger. He's at Derek MTV. Subscribe, re- subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And thank you, as always, to the patrons. We haven't taped it yet, but it's going to be a fun week over at the Patreon bonus episode this week. I've got a lot to get off my chest. Go on Twitter and hashtag Ask Me and D and see the questions that people are throwing at us. We're going to answer as many as we can. And uh, yeah, you thought I put Reddit on blast last episode. I'm going to respond to that and go into a little bit more detail about that because people maybe think that. I'm just thinking Reddit is terrible and there's no good down there. No, there's a lot of good down there. I'm not thinking that Reddit is some little niche site. I know it's 20,000 people. It's a community and you guys are the most dedicated challenge fans and you make up 80% of our fan base and our listenership 100%. That's all I'll say for now. I'll say the rest on the Patreon. If that's not a tease, I don't know what is. And even if you don't sign up for Patreon, I know someone will probably give you the notes on there. That's the beauty of Reddit. All right, D, go take care of your son. All right, I'm out of here. Later. Love you, buddy. See ya. Thanks, patrons. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and four plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com.